0: everyone welcome to this episode of Rebecca and Rebecca where we read and review books and we get to talk to the authors my name is Rebecca Yager and my partner over there is Rebecca Reed how are you Rebecca
1: I'm doing fantastic Great sunshine today it rained earlier so Woodwich was great because it's been super dry so we needed we needed the rain and we're supposed to get more later which is good um Get my hay growing so i can go back to cutting hay again and all that stuff
0: oh uh, my rural girl in indiana i wish it would rain here in dallas but we are just hot and muggy <laughs> it is july after all <laughs> so anyway today we are doing a review of a book driving force and it's new in the elite guardian series it's by kate angelo and lynette eason so, Rebecca, why don't you tell us about the book and we'll dive in and tell you more about it.
1: Okay, so this is a part of the Elite Guardians collection. It's the first book in it. And here's the blurb. It says, he's the last client she wants to protect. Elite Guardians bodyguard, former sniper, Christina Sherman, has protected uncooperative clients before. But this time, well, her client is bossy, headstrong, and occasionally eats off the floor. Yes, yes. He's a highly trained military working dog, but certainly her skills could be put to a better use, right? Not according to former Special Forces Air Commando Gray Parker. He needs her to protect his dog while he undergoes an experimental surgery that could restore his ability to walk. He just needs someone to keep his canine partner safe. Most of all, Gray wants back on his feet so he can track down and find a mad scientist known as the scavenger who unleashed a nerve agent that left gray sidelined in a wheelchair when an attempt is made on gray's life and dead bodies begin piling up with evidence the same toxin is responsible suddenly christina is tasked with keeping both dog and soldier alive and with them the secrets that could stop a terrorist attack but this time Even Christina might be in over her head.
0: That's good. Yeah, I love the whole premise of this book. Um, If you know the original Elite Guardians um, series by Lynette Eason, and this is kind of a continuation, the Elite Guardians collection with a new crop of authors. You do not need to have read the original Elite Guardians books, but they're fun. I'm good. So we'll recommend those anyway, as a, as a good read as we lead into this one. Um, let's start with the characters. We've got Gray, Christina, and I think my favorite character of all, which is Boss, who is the dog. Who's Gray's uh, dog. Mm-hmm. More than just a dog, actually, because he's one of those sniffer canines that can
1: uh, I was fascinated to learn all about that it was so interesting you know the little bit about what the training involved and how much great you know I didn't realize he got they a lot of them get their dogs as puppies I didn't know that Mm -hmm. and it was very interesting you know to find out that you know the handlers train the dogs and are really responsible for how successful each dog gets to be and what they learn how to do and you know all of those things but Boss definitely has his own personality.
0: He definitely does. And, and, and you admire, I really admire now these, these trained dogs and what they can do and what their abilities are. And there is such a bond between them and their handlers. Um, and, and in this case with Gray, with the, with the soldier involved. So um, really fun. And he's got such a, a good personality. And, and he really falls in love with Christina. Um, almost to the point where Gray, his handler, is jealous. And it was just, that lightened up the book in certain spots to see the personality of, of Boss the dog.
1: Yes, it was fun to see the uh, the attachment that he formed with Christina and how Gray did get kind of jealous about how he the dog would follow Christina instead of staying with him and things like that. But, you know, speaking of Gray, you know, it's, it's kind of rare to read about a handicapped or disabled, uh, hero. I mean, there's often inclusion of some handicapped character. Um, but this is completely different because this is the hero Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of the story. And, um, I will say that, you know, Kate and Lynette, they, the way they handled this, um, difficult subject, not only do you have an unpredictable dog to deal with but this wheelchair and the whole you know this could be quite touchy for people who are in this situation and i was just very impressed with how gently and but accurately like they didn't treat it as if he were less than and i think that's the whole point of the book too mm-hmm. when you get down to like talking about theme and things you know he's not less than and he's he might be in a wheelchair, but he's certainly capable still and very um, he's still well trained and has good instincts and, you know, all of those things that he's still able to do. But it deals with his attitude about his own situation versus what other people see also. And I think that was so um, that was just handled so well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It was, it was his, you know, we still get to see a few of his struggles in the chair, but he is so capable and, and just so, you know, his Air Force training just just helped. And uh, and the way Christina saw him, the, the heroine, she didn't see the chair, she saw the man. And it was, it was well handled and it even shocked Gray that Christina saw him because they handled it very well and saying, you know, people see the chair and they don't see the person right and and here was a character that saw the person and yeah very well done so nice to have the hero (laughs) like
1: yes i mean well i think what you said about her forgetting that he was in a chair several times where she would do something and be like oh yeah you can't do this thing because you mm -hmm. have to deal with this chair and it really pulled gray closer to christina because i don't think he really he wasn't really wanting anything to do with love or any of that you know romance was certainly not in his uh future plans but because of her view of him i mean it just pulled him in and he just it was almost like he couldn't help but fall in love with her just because of how she felt about him and how Mm -hmm. she treated him
0: yes exactly how how she treated him because his focus is on you know this surgery that possibly could make him walk again and stuff, and so he's like, no, no one's going to think about me in this chair. If the surgery is not successful because it's experimental, no one's going to care. So, yeah, he is not focused on romance at all. But if we shift to Christina, she is really not either. She's part of this elite guardians agency, which is I love all these women because they're they're so capable, so highly trained, kind of fun. You know, <laughs> they can kick butt. Um but they're still very feminine. They're still girly in a fun way. It's, it's really, a, I, I like all these characters um, yeah. in the book, but Christina, you know, is a sniper or a trained sniper, a former in that. And uh, she's got a, a rough history where she didn't trust a lot of people. So she's not looking for romance either. And the way she and gray come together is just, you know, she needed to gray needed someone to take care of boss, the dog in an emergent situation. I don't know how much we can give away here, but uh, in a...
1: Talks about that already in the blurb, so I think we're good.
0: Okay. In a a tricky situation, um, uh, after an assassination attempt on the governor, we can say that much, and Gray happens to be there. Uh, He gets injured and needs someone, you know, they won't let him take uh, the dog to the hospital. And Christina is there as part of the protection detail for the governor, and he just kind of thrusts she's the closest person and and thrusts the dog in her direction. And I kind of like that. This was just like, they met haphazardly Mm -hmm. and not just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but I just thought that was really Yeah, it it was good. It
1: was a very, it was a very unique um, hero heroine meet cute. I I really liked how it was handled because it was, um, it was in the heat of the moment. There was a lot of action going on and then boom, here we are with um, gotta, somebody needs to take care of this dog and he doesn't trust people either very well. So le- that was a really interesting you know clue. And the dog went right to her so that was a big sign too that it was okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, it was yeah, it was very well done, um, very handled very well. The situations in this story just they're all handled very well. I mean, I felt like I was pulled in from the very first page, and I never stopped. I just, I wanted to know what happened next. Um, the narrator on the audiobook, because I always listen to the audiobooks if possible, uh, she did a really good job. I felt like, you know, my biggest thing for audiobook readers is I don't even want to notice that they're there. You know, I want, I want them to be expressive enough to give make it interesting but i don't want them to be so over the top that i realize somebody's reading it to me and i felt like um this one was done quite well i couldn't remember so, the
0: name of the audio but i let me look and see if i can yeah. so you remember. were drawn into the story instead of being distracted by what the, yes. the audio narrator
1: yeah beth ann reed is the name of the narrator well kudos and to beth <laughs> she did a great job so
0: No, no, that's good. And that's important because, and I, and like you, I felt like I was really drawn into the story and, you know, I want to go hang out with these people because they're, they're,
1: you
0: know, so I was really drawn into their world and that was, that's good writing.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, the descriptions were good, but not over the top um i could see you know what the characters look like i could see the situations but i didn't feel like i needed to skip anything you know i didn't want to just fast forward you know get past this Mm -hmm. long whatever um it was all very nicely done uh i didn't you know my kind of my pet peeves that we were talking earlier and uh you know i don't feel like she repeated a lot of words really close together and i felt like her sentences flowed really nicely um that's one thing about you know audiobooks too is you can hear all of that and even a good narrator can't overcome that kind of issue so um it was it was good i enjoyed it a lot
0: well and and it is important like for writers either to read your work out loud or or have it played to you you can do that now we're it will read your work to you and you do catch a lot that way. So when you talk about audio books, you, you know, it is both now. You got to, for that word choice is so critical. You
1: have to be careful with all those dialogue tags too, because now with all the audiobooks, those dialogue tags really reduce the audio experience. Because mm-hmm. a reader will skip over them with their eyes. But when you're listening, you don't have that luxury, you're going to hear it. So if you have, he said, she said all the time, it gets super, super annoying. So you need to look at, you know, use those um, action beats instead of all those dialogue tags to break that up so that the audio turns out well.
0: That's that's real important stuff to think about because that keeps the pace of the book. And I thought the pace of this book was, was good. They did have the moments where you kind of catch your breath that were comical, especially with the dog. (laughs) And then they kept on going. So you, kept going the pace was great i thought
1: yes yeah not every scene had a disaster yeah there were scenes that you know you did you could just relax and enjoy the moment and i think that is sometimes with certain suspense you know or thriller books it's almost like you never get to take that breath and this one you do but it's not such a long breath that you're like okay i'm bored you're never i never felt bored i mean it was just like okay breathe okay we're back into something action oriented now so yeah
0: very good well um true confessions i i did kind of guess the bad guy but she left enough questions where you're like well he's got to be the bad guy but is someone working with him is this is he really it so it doesn't didn't ruin the book at all to suspect him in fact i started looking for the clues like I would be an investigator too. Again, I wanted to be in this world with these characters and stuff, so I wanted to help investigate. So it was still well done, even with the bad guy. Um,
1: yes, and if you have read the original series, <clears throat> a lot of those, you know, those characters that you got to know before, they're still here and they're still there, and you get to kind of get an update on their lives too. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun.
0: It, re- it really was just just well well done. Um, Let's talk more about Christina. Again, I liked her independence, but not so over the top where you've seen other characters, their their female characters are so independent that they can do it without anybody's help. Right. And it's kind of, you just want to smack them. You know? <laughs> and this, she does lean on her elite guardians friends and she does, you know, and she trusts Gray, the, right. the hero in this. So she's not so over the top, she's very capable but she doesn't make dumb decisions like that. Oh, let's go into the you know creepy forest all by myself. I don't need to tell anybody where I am.
1: Run towards the chainsaws, or you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't do that. Either.
0: <laughs> so I I do appreciate that these characters were real and capable and weren't doing the the stupid things where you want to smack them. <laughs> right,
1: I agree. Now, That's Christina it. is a is a very she has a really interesting. Uh, backstory the two that comes out and you know you just want to she's very I felt very empathetic towards her I wanted I wanted to know you know okay there's a little quirky thing going on there why does she do that you know and I wanted to know Mm -hmm. and I was it and I thought that the book does a really good job of really piecing those stories out because both Gray and Christina have a huge past that really impacts their present Mm -hmm. but you don't get it in a big clumps it's strung out it's it's usually in it's in conversation and and you find out about it in really um timely ways but it's just little snippets as you go and it's really good it's really that's really woven in well and and the writing on that is 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 done well as as I'm seeing well a lot I don't know why I'm saying well a lot but it, it's good
0: <laughs> just don't repeat that in your writing <laughs> yeah, do that. Um, no it is it's done very well <laughs> to do that plus again it's more natural because it does come out in conversation and as they're falling in love and are attracted to each other that's even drawn out slowly I, I mentioned to you before that I I have another author who I'm not going to name and I've read all our books romantic suspense love dollar series her current series the hero and the heroine are falling in love in 2 seconds flat and there's no build up to it there's no and it's ruining the books for me even as good as the suspense is and this one the romance was done so well as they're they they like each other first you know, it's not this instant. Oh, I'm going to love you forever. They like each right. other. They get to know each other through the course of the story. They have good conversations, you know, and again, she sees the man and not the wheelchair. And it was just so lovely. I mean, yeah. I thought that part was just well done, especially oh, after yeah. reading these other yeah, books that disappointed me. Ever,
1: yeah. I was gonna say, if you've ever read, you know, disabled uh, characters and you felt like there was something, there was issues with the way that they were treated you won't have that in this story.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We didn't talk. We have to talk about this Tesla, his car. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, it sounds so cool. I know. And actually Kate has a, a blog about this car. I haven't read it, but I saw she has one. And I'm like, I need to check that out. Like, how did she find out about this? this car you know but yeah the car is it's so cool because it's self-driving and it has all these little um you know little things that make his life and the being in the wheelchair yes um makes him independent makes him be able to be independent it just you know with a little robotic arm that picks up the wheelchair and you know all these just so cool the the way his he he can you you know he uses his hands to drive and the and he they describe all that and it it was fascinating Mm -hmm. it was so interesting
0: and again not distracting from the story but adding to the story you really get a good visual and a good picture of, of how he's living his life well and
1: it plays more it's a it's more of a role in the story than just oh there's this cool car i mean she describes it in detail because it's used it's it's important like and it, it almost becomes a, it's not really a character, but it kind of is. I mean, it, it's, it plays a big role. There mm-hmm. are actually other cars in the story that play a big role too. Because yeah. was it Bertha? Was that the name of the other car?
0: Oh, Bertha. Oh, I forgot about Bertha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: if you yeah. like cars and you're interested in cars, you could read the story for that too, because there's a lot of little car things in this story that, that are integral to the plot, not just, oh, let's put this cool car in here. So
0: No, they're good seasoning for the story. They really make things come to life. So overall, I think we can say that we both really liked this book (laughs) a lot. Um, Uh, I enjoyed the writing. I think I would read Kate Angelo again um, because she was just fast paced and good and and the seasoning (laughs) of these. And they weren't characters, but boy, did they add so much like the cars. and Yeah the detail without going over the top where you want to skip over it. And, uh, you know, that's good writing.
1: I agree.
0: I think so. Uh, Yeah, so I think we can highly recommend uh, Driving Force. It's Kate Angelo with Lynette Eason. Um, This program, by the way, with Kate writing with Lynette is really cool. We'll talk about that. We're going to interview Lynette next month. Not Um, Lynette. No, we're going to interview Kate next month.
1: (laughs) Okay. Kate, yes um and she's she's i I don't have not met her so i'm excited to actually talk to her i've i've interacted with her but it's all been through um you know texting and different things so Mm -hmm. i'm excited to meet with her um she's going to be fascinating i'm sure and so that'll be coming in august
0: you bet and we look forward to that meanwhile pick up a copy of driving force so you're ready to go when we interview kate angelo um We appreciate you being here and we will see you next time.
1: Yep. Enjoy your reading or writing or both.